1: Welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, a game, I guess, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, kind of funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We are your absolute Tosh hosts for mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth. Dry side supporter. He's Brandon from the internet.
2: Man, I still, I still don't feel super comfortable with being a wet side supporter.
1: No, it's it's a moist. I'm going yeah, moist. Moist, I to moist a- side supporter.
2: Although I yeah. feel like um, at the same time that I don't feel comfortable saying uh, wet side or moist side supporter, I do feel fully comfortable calling my, myself myself a, a, a supporter of Harry Ship and being a seaman. So I don't. <laughs> so I don't know why it's better, but it is.
1: <laughs> well, hi there, Brandon. Do us a quick solid, quick run through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player.
2: Specifically, I want to know your favorite ever current Sounders FC left back from <laughs> Brad Brad Smith to Jovan Jones to New Who to, apparently, Jimmy Madronda.
1: At, we really do. You put New Who at the front of that, you really do have a train down the left side now. Yeah.
2: yeah it's, just, it's, like, uh, it's like when, who was it a few years ago that was every oh i think it was orlando city they signed basically every second string goalkeeper no it was philadelphia <laughs> union they so, they signed like basically every goalkeeper and everybody's like you know you can only play one of those right and uh and it turns <laughs> out that we're signing all of the left backs so uh seattle left backs fc is you can play team. left
1: back if we got them all huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: hey we got a review hey we did get a review um thank you lauren rm uh on itunes who said about time you guys have been suggesting that we rate and comment so it's time high time that i complied yes it is thank you for your hey! compliance Uh, They say, love the pod, love the tangents Thank you, you're the only one Love the fun (laughs) demeanor from both of you Great podcast My favorites have to be Maro Rosales and Christian Roldan She's a big midfielder fan, isn't she?
1: I guess so Like, uh I haven't thought about Mauro Rosales in forever. He was such a I, handsome person. He is such a handsome person.
2: No, he's dead now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Marco Papa. <laughs> no, he's still no. alive. <laughs> yeah, he's alive. <laughs> alive and stabbing. My my favorite memory of Maro Rosales was... Um, uh, and I'm wondering, I don't know if you have a favorite memory of Marl Rosales that you want to share. Uh, sure. But uh, he was my favorite sounder at the time when he was on the Sounders. And uh, my favorite memory was I think there was a match against Real Salt Lake, and one of the Real Salt Lake players got hit in the nuts and um, was on the ground. And it was very clear, like in all of the slow mo replays, that the ball or whatever had hit him in the nuts so hard that, like, any man would be on the ground um, in pain. Yeah. And, uh, like there's nothing that you can really do for somebody in that scenario like you just kind of have to wait for it to to dissipate i don't know no you teabag him that's what you do <clears throat> yeah and so Maro rosales went and teabagged him no mario <laughs> Mar- Mar- rosales went no that was marco papa <laughs> <laughs> so was always went over and um and picked up this player who's laying on his back on the ground picked up his legs and um almost like you know how when you pick up somebody's legs when they're on their front and you like do a wheelbarrow race it was yeah. it was the reverse of that he picked up his legs and kind of like shook his legs out a little bit because as like a like let me just let me just bump those around a little bit and you'll forget about the pain it
1: was like I I have looked. Oh, I got it! It's like at a CrossFit gym when people are doing the rope. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, the weights on the end of these things are
1: really dangly. <laughs> a lot of dead weight.
2: Yeah. And I so I've looked for ages to find the the gif of this and um and have never been able to find it. So if anybody knows where I can find an animation of Mar Rosales helping a guy with his nuts, uh, please send that to me at BrandonMG on Twitter. <laughs>
1: I have seen that play out a lot differently on the internet, on adult sites, and so I'm glad that your story didn't go that way.
2: <laughs> it did not. It did not go that way.
1: Uh, anyway, okay. thanks
2: Thanks for the review, uh, and thank you for, for re, uh, reinvigorating that memory in my mind of Mara Rosales helping a dude with his testicles. <laughs>
1: This week, the A Shutout is a Shutout Sounders FC take on the the leaky-in-the-end Fartland Timbers. Or, alternatively, MLS's team most likely to expose themselves on a Zoom call, Fartland Timbers. (laughs) Got a real six-pointer here. Oh, my voice cracked. Oh, Hi, everybody! <laughs>
2: Do you just... uh... My, does Mara Rosales need to help Hi. you out?
1: <laughs> Brandon, could you give me a Moro?
2: Oh, that's better. I would. Whoa. I would love it if uh if your space baby walked in and just hit you in the
1: nuts <laughs> right <now. laughs> Uh, right now we're getting uh, elbows to the face so oh, um, great. his his is certainly more red cardable right now yeah. so anyway uh 6 point matchup at CenturyLink Field on Thursday night that means that if someone were to win the other were to lose obviously and three go to the winner and a chance of taking that top spot for the Fartland Timbers could be out the window it has not been a great trade off this season Seattle Sounders have not delivered very strongly against Fartland so this could be really interesting
2: no they're like a they're the weirdest team especially lately you know they the their form is uh they lost the or they drew the match against uh uh san jose which now you know what i'm looking back at the sounders website because i was looking at the recent form between these two teams and yeah the sounders website
1: <laughs> i'm just gonna do some critiquing of soundersfc.com now
2: no 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 no. they got it right i just read it backwards <laughs> Both teams uh, drew their last one, lost to the one before that, and won the three straight before that. However, what's different is Sounders just drew against the team that they beat 7-1 to one, like a week ago and uh, lost against a team that they should have beat and won the three against teams that they shouldn't have beat. So I'd, I, it's just like a very strange, uh, a yeah. very strange uh, run of results for the Sounders right now.
1: Remember like two weeks ago or three weeks ago when we were like, hey, it's cool, there's so much depth on this Sounders team, it's going to be all good. It turns out that the only place where the depth has been all good is by getting Ariaga off the field yeah. and keeping Shane O'Neill out there because otherwise flat. That yeah. Rui Diaz not being up there uh, has really changed the, the, the shape of things. And then Jordan Morris looks like he's playing in week 97 of a single season somehow. He's, it's, it's just crazy that it's like without a couple key players locking down that midfield um, how it's just kind of boring. Well, I think, I think <laughs> what happens is is
2: defense defenders know that like the the Sounders' primary target and only target without Raul Diaz is Jordan Morris, and so you know you've got Christian Roldan doing things up and down the right side, but his he's not a striker. So at the end of the day, his decision making uh, at in in the box, like chances where he could have shot and scored, um, like we saw in the last match uh, before San Jose, like he just doesn't have that that striking ability um i mean we've seen him score some incredible goals but of course he's he's just not raul rey diaz for instance and so teams know that they just mark jordan morris out of the game and 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 they don't have to worry about jordan morris and raul rey diaz and so now all you've got is like nico ladero taking crazy shots from like 50 yards out you've got uh, you've got christian Roldan running until his legs fall off um so, I mean, I think that that's why you end up seeing Jordan Morris, who just runs and runs and runs himself into the ground uh, because, uh, you know, no Raúl Diaz to to take some of that pressure off of him.
1: It, it might have been a good opportunity to um, sit Jordan on um, on Sunday against San Jose, I think. I think mm-hmm. there could have been a, a good call to be made to to be able to rest that guy a little bit more because there is it does certainly seem like there's fatigue combined with good... Reasonable, like watching film and being like, hey, last time they beat the piss out of us, and this guy was pretty much solely responsible. Let's not let that happen again. But then so I'm looking at the at the conference, the table here, and it dawned on me that the Western Conference is just pretty bad is the problem this year. Toronto first place in the East on 41 points. Two games in hand. Okay, so that's like or two games ahead of the Sounders right now. Seattle in first place with 31 points. If Seattle were in the Eastern Conference, they wouldn't even make the Champions League by other standards. Like they'd be fifth place. I know it doesn't translate into Concacaf because nobody knows how that works. But Sounders wouldn't even be in the top four if it was a proper football table here. So um, yeah, the the West is just not very good this year, and so these I results wonder, are
2: weird. I wonder. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like we've said this in the past. Um, but especially with this unbalanced season, you've got a team like the Sounders who have to play last year's supporter shield uh winning team, the LA LAFC, um, who have to play a uh uh every year yeah. a decent team, Portland, who have to play um, you know, some pretty competitive teams in the Western Conference over and over and over. Yeah. Where in the on we- the Eastern Conference, you know, you look at DC United who sits in fourteenth place, in last place in the Eastern Conference with three wins on the season like that's awful that's that's it's terrible uh Cincinnati has has four wins you know even in the Western Conference you have some a few teams like that but realistically I think that the 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 competition that you face in the Western Conference is just a lot stiffer and so Toronto will gladly take the the chance to play against um you know dc united three times a season especially during uh covid and 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 just pick up points left and right against a team that like can't surprise like san jose yeah the sounders smashed them seven to one san jose went through a string of results like that but that doesn't mean that they're not a competitive team uh because it's mls and anybody can play like any any way every game
1: speaking of not competitive teams lol la galaxy bottom of the west man what a change in fates from just a few seasons ago it's god that's crazy it's terrible i mean they you expect to see colorado down there because colorado's garbage but garbage you don't expect to see the galaxy being worse than the team like san jose who was getting beaten you know giving up 14 goals in three matches
2: la galaxy has has played 17 matches this season yeah uh they have five points they have have, uh sorry five wins uh Um, three draws and nine losses. They're on 18 points, one less than the Colorado Rapids, who have played 13 matches and have <laughs> skipped like four matches straight because of of COVID. Uh, and and this is the team that played during the plague last season. So <laughs> so LA Galaxy, despite playing four more matches, have one yeah. less, one fewer points than uh, than
1: Colorado, who who hasn't played a game in a month. Perhaps Toronto is better without their fans. Are the Toronto fans f-ing awful? That's the question, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we know the Philadelphia fans are terrible, but they don't show up. So yeah, yeah I guess it's huh. Yeah, that's I, interesting.
2: It's well, okay. So check this out. Um, Toronto right now sitting on forty-one points, ten more. So they're top of the East. Uh, have already clinched a spot in the, in the playoffs. So have the top three teams I think in the in the Eastern Conference um in the Western Conference uh the Sounders lead with 10 fewer points than Toronto has in the Eastern Conference so to your point like yeah they'd be sitting in fifth place right now not great yeah this season Toronto looking uh In the hot seat as far as uh, the chance to win the Supporter Shield uh, in MLS. Obviously, the Supporter Shield awarded to the team with the most points in either conference. The team in MLS with the most points at the end of the season. Every other league, that is the championship. Right. Like if you end the regular season, there is no playoffs. If you end the regular season, you earn, you know, the trophy, the champions trophy for whatever other league. In MLS, uh, it just goes at the end of the regular season to the team with the most points. Right now, Toronto looks like they could snap that up, except for, wait a second, hold on. Three dudes uh, from like independent supporters' uh, councils, supporters' groups have decided that. The, M- the uh, MLS Supporter Shield is not going to be awarded this season.
1: What is the... Like, is the season not being played? I get when the Cascadia Cup isn't going to happen because it's all about the fans' rivalry. That's what Cascadia Cup is. I mean, is at least half of it. But why the heck is there... Heck. Why the heck is there not a Supporter Shield this year? Gosh, gosh darn it! <laughs> yeah, dang! Well, okay, so, so
2: two things. One of one of all first of yeah. all um first of all they uh, i used to have a friend that would say a of all b of all third of all
1: <laughs> on purpose because <laughs> um, he's a dummy because
2: he's a dummy um <laughs> uh, so 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 two things one of all is that the it, it sounds stupid no matter if i do it on purpose or not um yeah. uh first of all is like this is a huge uh kind of like talking point among mls supporters right now like i i don't think that there's consensus among anybody about whether or not they think that the supporter shield should be awarded this season because um, a lot of people think like every season is different some seasons have great you know uh great competition in the 90s they did weird penalty kick shootouts to 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 determine games but we still awarded the supporter shield then and those were unbalanced schedules so even though all of the teams are playing everybody like the same people over and over and over like yes it's different yes they're not playing the same teams that they would play every season but we should still award the supporter shield like they still accrued the most points from the results that they had um yeah and then the other half of people are saying well no two of all be- yeah two of all uh, b of all the sounders are playing like san jose and lafc over and over and over and like they're going to drop points against some of the better teams in the western conference they don't get the uh they don't get to go play against three win DC United or four win Cincinnati and, and hardly play against uh some of the worst teams in, in the Western Conference like Houston, like San Jose. Well, at San Jose they've played twice, but like Dallas. Like some of these teams the Sounders haven't played in, you know, months. And so like I get why like it it's not going to be It's not
1: truly representative of a, of a regular season. season. Yeah. But it's the season as played. Exactly. Like like the, the it's still the same amount of points without fans there you're still counting like it's just it's picking and choosing when you're going to apply COVID or not right
2: well and i think what's crazy is that you're going to award um so say say everybody somehow ends up playing a 24 game season right uh instead of instead of a uh 34 game season like like you're supposed to have yeah. um I don't know how is Colorado with 13 matches played so far, the Sounders with 17 matches, Toronto with 19. Like you've got all of these different, uh, because of COVID, because of games that have had to be skipped or canceled left and right. Like how are you going to get all of these teams on the same uh matches played in order to determine that so some people say oh well we should go by points per game um which then you you go with a team like it actually makes sense to play fewer games and to be more cautious with covid if you have a good uh, a good record because all of a sudden Colorado yeah we've only played 13 matches but we've got great points per game because we've uh because we've got 19 out of 13 so uh so i think it's it, it's it's a little problematic in that way. Like, points per game, but you have to have played a minimum of, like, I don't know, 20 games or something like that.
1: Interesting that it's Supporter Shield, and I'm like, you better offer it, but when it's Cascadia Cup, you shouldn't, because it's all about the supporters. Well, and it's actually called Supporter Shield, so, well, like, maybe... And
2: so this is the scandal, really. Like, um, that, like scandal, it's MLS. <laughs> There's no such... thing. It's not like one of our players did stab somebody, or was stabbed. <laughs> um, yeah... The, <laughs> The actual sketch. Not this time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that okay to joke about? Is it okay? He's okay. So I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, supporter shield is, is not owned or not dictated by the league, right? Not dictated by MLS because it is the supporters shield. The supporters, uh, a bunch of supporters groups across MLS came together and formed the independent supporters council, which has representatives from all of the different supporters groups. And they get together and make decisions about the supporter shield. They make decisions about how and when it's a war. They are the keepers of the shield. Um, <laughs> My which, precious. which sounds so dope when I say it like that, but when you think, realize it's like a trophy in Major League Soccer, it sounds way less cool. <laughs> like if you went anywhere in the world, you said, "Yes, I am a keeper of the shield." It's the supporter shield in MLS. <laughs> 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 anyway, like a, a small contingent of that group are on the committee that made this decision. It's like three people, literally three people, and all the rest of the supporters groups were who have members on that thing are like, "Wait, so like." three of you made the, like even the supporters groups uh the isc yeah. the independent supporter shield uh or independent supporters coalition or whatever they're called couldn't make yeah. like didn't make the decision unanimously or even as like a majority so it's really it's kind of uh it seems crazy that the shield isn't going to be awarded this season i understand why people might make that decision but it seems based on the way the decision was made and how like big of a deal it is to some of these teams who are in contention for the shield this year like Toronto's head coach Greg Vanney went on like a tirade about how he thinks it's a stupid decision
1: well I mean as the guy who's sitting with the most likelihood of holding on to that shield for a while I could see him wanting to pretend <laughs> the- he's Captain America with it DC United is
2: like, uh, uh, oh, you know, in 2020, we didn't win the Supporter Shield because they decided not to award it. So,
1: like, who are those three clubs that are deciding it? Like, Cincinnati, Colorado, and DC yeah. United? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, some interesting news from the Sounders this week. It was, uh, as we mentioned, a shutout is a shutout. 250 matches for old Stefan Fry and getting the clean sheet. Uh, what looked like, I didn't think he had to be there, honestly. <laughs> like,
2: no, I mean, not, yeah. you don't have to be there when you got Will Bruin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Will Bruin's got your back there, Stefan Fry. Nothing like a, well, if we have attacking center backs <laughs> on our team, why wouldn't you have a defending, defending forward? <laughs> um, Will Bruin be defending? He kept the ball out of both nets, I quipped. So <laughs> Uh, I think Will Bruin just
2: got tired of uh, you know. I feel like Will Bruin's the kind of guy he goes to Whole Foods and he's walking through the supermarket and uh, and you know somebody asks him you know hey don't, who I recognize you from I recognize you from something. Will Bruin's like oh yeah yeah I'm a um, professional soccer player I play for the Sounders and I'm like yeah you're a center back right because he like his size he sure. looks like a center back like he he's a big dude he's he's he thick uh, he juicy uh and and i'm i'm thinking like you know what he's gotten that enough times he's gotten mistaken for center back enough times that he's just like you know might as well
1: introducing himself as shane o'neill yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, shane o'neill good to meet you (laughs) top of the morning to you i'm shane (laughs) (laughs) o'neill
1: that's exactly how he sounds too yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah, but hey right on he kept he kept the the, you know that kept the Sounders with a point because it's, of that defense that he did at the end of the ma-
2: at the end of the match the play of the game like even Keith Costigan was talking to Casey Keller and uh oh, and great. Steve Zakawani and um was like uh well I guess we're gonna have a hard time picking the play of the game but I guess it's this and they cut to Will Bruin making a goal a goal line clearance
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean legitimately that is the play of the, uh, the key bank keys to the game or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what it is this year, but yeah. Um, without him, that's a that's a, that's a loss. The so. hand, hand wallabuanas, hot tubs, and saunas plays of the game. <laughs> that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Mauro Rosales leg wiggle man of the match. <laughs> I feel like
2: the Mauro Rosales leg wiggle man of the match has got to be center back Will Bruin. <laughs>
1: Defending center forward Will Bruin. Could it be left back? Mario- left back Will Bruin. <laughs> that, that position's taken. Yeah. Maro Rosales leg wiggle for when your nuts got wrecked.
2: <laughs> Speaking of um, fun brands of uh, fun made up brands of Sounders players, um, yeah. unfortunately, it sounds like there's been a uh, a corporate takeover of one of our favorite brands, Handwala Buanas, hot tubs and saunas, and they are moving their headquarters to Nashville.
1: Ah, oh, this is such a sad note. I would missed it when it originally happened, and then I just saw some random quip from Sounder at Heart on Twitter, and I was like, wait, what's going on? Want to die? Like, what's what's happening here? Had Wallabuana asked to be traded, it looks like to somewhere where he's going to get some starting time. Yeah, Did he confirm that.
2: Yeah, so he's been traded to uh, confirmed to have been traded to uh, Nashville, and the Sounders received something like uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in general allocation money, and um, and the the services of Jimmy Madronda, left back slash left winger uh um which the sounders obviously don't have enough of between uh <laughs> Brad Smith, Jovan Jones, and New Who. Uh so Jimmy Madranda has not broken the starting eleven uh for Nashville this season. Uh Handwalabuana doesn't look to be factoring into Brian Schmetzer's plans to play um to play at all, apparently, which is crazy. I, I feel like he's shown a ton of potential, a ton of promise. But then, you know, as a reading um that Sounder ha- at Heart article, and they they noted that um uh, Handwall most recently featured in a match where he got pulled, I think, early into the second half because I think Brian Spencer just wasn't having it. His his play was not uh good. He he wasn't completing the pass. It like so he he's just not Really featuring for the Sounders in a way uh, that is meaningful, he's not contributing in in a way that that Schmetzer's themes to think is is worth giving him some time. Especially when they're trying to make a run for uh for top of the of the Western Conference, they might want to rely on more veteran well, presence, like a guy like Jimmy Medranda, who's been in the league for a while.
1: Well, that, and that's just it is that when you need to maybe give a rest to Jordan Morris and you don't have that guy that can play that left winger spot and play up front and maybe generate some goals or some crosses and you're relying on Nuhu to do that. Like, I mean, no offense to Nuhu, but the he's supposed to be a defender. <laughs> and so he yeah. might bomb it in a, on the cross or whatever. But a guy like Handwalabwana Abuana should be that guy that comes off the bench and gets a start when they need to, you know, rotate the squad a little bit and be able to pick up where Morris would leave off, especially on a team you've recently destroyed and a team that probably has figured out what to do with Morris, as we see now with hindsight, and could have maybe had a little trickier time with a more wiry guy like Handwall So Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate... Um, as a guy who's an Arsenal supporter, all I can help, hope is that they are just doing this in order to try and get Mesut Ozil to come to Seattle and take up that left winger position. I feel like he'd be, add some great depth behind Jordan Morris. Um, probably a little expensive, sure, but with Ladero being sought after by the Saudis, then why not? You got some money freed up. Bench Did depth, you- I'm in to a-
2: did you say that like randomly about Meso Ozil, or did you did, have you seen the news that it looks like there's there's possibly a trade coming in, or not a trade, but there's possibly an MLS team looking currently for the service of Ozil?
1: So, so as a Arsenal fan, and um, I saw it this morning that he posted something about being like, okay, I'm not even being considered for the first team or for uh, the you know even in the cup play or whatever. He's not getting a look at any of this, and so obviously he's done something to make. To prove that his, you know, four hundred thousand dollar a four hundred thousand dollar a week salary, is being wasted on having him on the pitch. I I can't even fathom how insane that is. But it would be an easy transition to go from rainy London town to rainy Seattle and come on out and play the bench here. Yeah, I I wonder
2: I wonder what team in MLS like first of all. If I'm uh, Messi Ozil, I go the Gareth Bale route, which is just collect my check and sit in the stands and, and make jokes So give the supporters something to talk about. Because yeah. four hundred thousand dollars a week,
1: not bad. Uh, He's not a dummy though. He was really smart to like when they made Gunnersaurus redundant and stopped having paying their mascot. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'll pay for him because yeah. then I'll be a, a club hero, yeah. a bit of a pariah, and be able to um, be able to make my." to really dig it in as Arsenal tries to unload me I, I want to know what the story is like why he's not featuring mm. and that's something that obviously we won't he see did he did something there. to, to Mikel Arteta uh <laughs> he didn't do the leg wiggle right yeah Smashed in the nuts, and he was like, Do the leg wiggle like Maro Mar- Gonzalez showed you. He's like, I don't, no, I don't touch legs. <clears throat> yeah. Got <laughs> a, a weird foot thing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. but legitimately at 32 years old, he could be MLS bound. Why not? Why not play the retirement league a little bit and try and drum up some support? But I just can't imagine him landing at Nashville you know, or in a Columbus or something like that. He's going to have to go to one of these big markets. I would see a um, Miami or somebody picking them up. Well, here's what's crazy is, um, is you mentioned it, and and I feel
2: like we should spend some time talking about it, but Nico Ladero has mm. some potential to become Sheik-O-Ladero uh, in, in Saudi Arabia because one of these uh, Saudi Arabian teams – first of all, that joke was very funny, and I think it deserved more of a laugh. I know you've already read it, but it's better saying it out loud. Um <laughs> but uh there is a saudi arabian team who uh seems to have been making i think it. it's
1: funnier that you're upset about it than anything i think that makes it even funnier that you're mad it didn't get the laugh that you wanted so you demanded it that's amazing i mean i mean you
2: wrote chic ladero but i added the o which makes it better
1: right uh, yeah <laughs> there you go i mean it okay. makes the uh it makes it sound more like nico to say Sheik, right got, i get it yes okay. Right. okay we're dissecting a joke now this is amazing yeah. Yeah,
2: you all, like, first of all, when you leave your, your likes and your reviews for our podcast, please <laughs> review that joke specifically, because I need to know <laughs> if it was actually
1: please, good. <laughs> please just do that on social media and not on our, not on the long-lasting <laughs> presence of how our podcast is judged. Thank you. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, a full
2: 90 podcast on Twitter. Um, <laughs> there we go, thank you. Or whatever. Uh, so... So Nico Ladero is apparently um, he's that there's a team making an offer for Nico Ladero in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabian League seems to be the new uh, Chinese Super League in being the team that is going to come drop a bunch of money for uh, MLS players like um, like uh, PT Martinez, uh, Kim Ki-hee. Uh, yeah. Did he end up he, going
1: there, or did he end up back in Korea? I don't know. I, the... I think
2: he ended up going back to. He went to Saudi Arabia, uh, so I think he's playing there. Um, PT Martinez from Atlanta. Um, apparently, they're in, uh, there's a team looking for Carlos Vela services. Um, so, like the Saudi Arabian League is coming for uh, the players in MLS, and I feel like I sounded like a, a little bit like Christopher Walken there. The Saudi Arabian League is coming for the coming. players. <laughs> um, and and Nico Ladero uh the Sounders picked up his option for 2021 which means that he is on a club controlled contract it means he's not a free agent so if if he were to go i the Sounders would receive a, a hefty chunk of change for it so
1: all all via tam though not actual money right. they would receive monopoly money and small envelopes yeah and then they oh, have yeah, to if you bribe someone with monopoly convince, money do you have to get smaller uh, envelopes to put it into like here you go. What's this tiny yeah. little envelope? <laughs> oh, to, it's full of monopoly they have, money.
2: They have to convince, uh, they have to convince Messi, Ozil, that like this is actually just the
1: American currency. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since uh, their little hands president changed things, this is what we now play in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So so if Nico goes, uh, I. I don't know if this will happen because I think Nicoladero has talked about how he wants the club that he ends his career with. I don't think he's close to that necessarily. He's still playing out of his mind in MLS. Uh um, 32 but, years old though. Yeah, he is 32. And so, but he's talked many times about how he wants to end the the his his career with uh, Boca Juniors, uh which is the team that he he used to play for and and he's he's a lifelong fan of. So, um I but then again, you know, uh, Sheikh, whatever his name, whatever his name is, comes and offers you, you know, millions of dollars, money that you're not making in MLS. You have the opportunity to set you and your family up for generations of, you know, wealth. Like you can't turn that down, right? Like Obafemi Martins does the same thing, goes to sign for some team in China, and now has, you know, a ridiculous
1: amount of money. Yeah, he's got two ATVs and your upstairs apartment money now, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I man, I don't know anything about actual life in Saudi Arabia except for the you know what the media shares with me, and it seems like it's probably not awesome. Like uh, they kill those journalists, and um, seems very rich though. But maybe that like women don't have like a I don't know yeah rights yeah. And so I, I, what
2: what are from... those called again? Oh yeah, yeah. rights. <laughs> that was like a that was like a feminist Little Mermaid.
1: <laughs> what are they called again? rides right. <laughs> so um I, I personally would have to do a lot more homework before taking my wife and child to Saudi Arabia to do radio on a multi-million dollar contract to do the full 90s soccer time podcast I can't even name one Saudi Arabian club so it's like I can't like <laughs> even make jokes about it yeah but that's got to be tough if it's your if it's your if it's your identity, your club that you came up with, and Boca Seniors sees that you've advanced in age and it's time to go, then great. That's a bad Boca joke, I'm yeah, sorry. No, I liked it. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, I get it. Like, if you want to go spend, the if you get a decent contract, you want to spend the last couple of years playing there, that makes sense, because you have uh, I don't know, something there. But, uh, like you say... You put enough money there, and maybe he just goes and lives there by himself, and his family does their family thing here in Seattle, and he sends the check. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's- It'd be like a reverse, like, what the- Never mind. I'm not gonna- I keep, like, wanting to make MAGA jokes, and I just am backing away from them. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, uh, I feel like I feel like we should just bleep it all out. You should say them, because I <laughs> want to hear them, but I feel like you should bleep it all out. <laughs> uh that's for no, uh, it's like a
1: reverse mexico oh okay, like he yeah, has to yeah, go yeah somewhere else to make the money to send home to his family in america <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see i thought that's where you're gonna go where that's great <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah see
2: that's all right um,
1: it's better than my
2: Boca seniors joke, jesus christ yeah, and they're both worse than chico ladero <laughs> 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 at me if you agree um uh, I, I think I don't think it's going to happen. I think Nicoladero to the, for the reasons that you're saying, like uh, a lot of like the reason that Nicoladero came to play in the United States in the first place, and the reason that he wanted to play in Seattle is because uh, where he was playing before, the quality of life in the U.S. is just is just much higher for what he could provide for his family. Um, he felt like it was safer. He could he could put bring up his kids. Uh, he's got two kids, I think, in in a, in a safer environment. Um, Raul Ruiz Diaz has the same thing. <laughs> um and uh has he been downtown yeah right has he has he has he been brown in america
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like terrible timing right uh
2: but but you'd have to imagine that 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 it would be hard to uproot his family to move to a foreign country let alone a foreign country like saudi arabia for all of the reasons that you just mentioned
1: it's just, I just don't know enough, so I don't want to be xenophobic or whatever. Sure. It's not xenophobia, I think. It's more, like, nationalistic. Yeah. But the, just like what I see in the media does not paint that place in, gr- in great light. But again, if you only have a few more years left to, to do the soccer and- Make the money. Spend, yeah. Yeah. And you can get that big contract, that's a tough question. But also, are you taking blood money and is that okay? But also, is this country based on that? Also, what is a Zulily? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Asking the big questions on at full 90 podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: One thing I'd like to address before we move on is the um, the car, the car thing at, at the San Jose Stadium, whatever they call that place, San Jose oh, Stadium. My, how have we Stadium. not
2: talked about this?
1: Okay, I'm going to ask you because I have a feeling and I don't want to influence you. They let fans out in the parking lot, park their cars, pull up and party in the cars. And then when something happens in the match, beep, 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 the horns are going off, the lights are blinking. Okay, fine. How did you feel about that experience? Hated it. I Hated it? I hated
2: it. Yeah. I feel like um it's, I I just don't. Like, what, how is it better than just getting a bunch of people to call into a Zoom call and putting them up on the green screens around and having like their actual crowd noise in the stadium? Like, the car horn thing is a bunch of like shirtless San Jose fans sitting in their cars honking when like Stefan Fry catches a, a ball, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it was annoying. It was not better than like the piped in crowd noise, in my opinion. Um, yeah. it, 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 when they cut, to, because, obviously, the Sounders are doing the broadcast from CenturyLink. Uh, they're hosting the broadcast from CenturyLink, but they're just pulling yeah. in San Jose's um, feed, Audio. right? Yeah. And so uh, the feed keeps cut, cutting to these fans sitting out in their cars in this, like, grassy parking lot outside beep, the stadium. Beep. And I'm like, this, this is... This is uh, I, I, it's just... I don't want to say the word trashy, but it just seems like one of those things that is like... Feels very San Jose for this match. Well, I
1: have to tell you, I feel exactly the opposite as you. Uh, not that not that they aren't trashy. Okay, that's still a thing for sure. They do have that in and out burger right there, though. Man, I'm so oh. jealous. Okay, so maybe maybe it balances out. But um. I feel opposite because I listen to a lot of comedians and comedy podcasts and they're all trying to do the same thing where they're in a parking lot in Brooklyn, the few and far between, and they're on some makeshift stage doing stand-up with some speakers and then people in their cars are like, so what's the deal with with New Who? And people are like, beep, beep, beep. beep. beep, beep. And like nothing like destroys an audio medium like a like that type of experience, that artistic performance art, that a car horn going off. It's not like it's like a clapping button or like a ha 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 ha, ha. Yeah. It's not like everyone has a bullhorn and as they laugh back they can like ha 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 ha. Um, it's just car horns, and the same with like there's concerts that are doing the same thing. When you're excited, you blink your lights or hit the freaking horn, and it it doesn't match up a raucous fan base trying to go nuts somewhere where you'd have drums and air horns and stuff like that at least it's a little bit closer and at least it's outside the stadium but it must be weird as hell when you make a good play and like you're used to now just hearing your coach yell and then the other guy's like hey you know clear and then beep 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 from like about three hundred yards away.
2: I, I'm, maybe I'd feel different if it was just a bunch of vuvuzelas out in the out in the crowd. <laughs> I feel like maybe the best part about watching the match uh, in the San Jose Drive-in is that you could probably turn around to your friends in the back seat and uh, offer them, you know, a can of Rainier, but charge them seventeen bucks for it.
1: <laughs> hey, it's just Rainier. It's only eleven. Yeah, Come on. Okay. It does. It does feel like um, it's a bit of fan pandering, which I'm going to call fandering. Obviously. All right, so I feel like we should probably address the fact that there's another, what do you call it, dar- der- derby match this week here. Seattle Sounders FC welcoming the Fartland Timbers to CenturyLink Field Thursday night, probably after I'm supposed to be going to bed, which annoys me because then I stay up too late and annoy my wife, and here we go. <laughs> how many how many matches is this this season for them together? Is this like the sixth matchup oh, that they've had? Or? I, think, I can't even remember. I don't even know how
2: many times they've played this season. I think... Uh uh something like
1: a lot yeah isn't it cool like the one thing that is cool about covid is that if you're gonna play the same teams over and over and you have a rivalry that's real it's cool to see that rivalry tested time and time again i think it's um yeah i think it's imagine if it like like what's toronto's rival yeah montreal like, or or vancouver Like, Vancouver's just because you're Canadian and because you can travel within the same country, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... It doesn't feel legit to me. The idea that we have a rival and we keep having to do battle with them feels... It's interesting to me. I'm tired of it, don't get me wrong, but it's it's nice to be able to have that um, repeat challenge against these people so you know what to see and see kind of how the the teams evolve. I think what's interesting is... um, I, I think if you play to... Like, MLS,
2: you know... Freaking all over these kinds of matches, right? Sorry.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, the the marketing department
1: is like, haha, put as many green screens as you can, right? Like,
2: <laughs> like, like, like Sounders versus uh, Bartland is like a marquee moment for them, and and what makes it great is that when it happens a few America. times a season it happens only a couple times a season and those matches mean a lot right and yeah. and and right now the matches actually do mean a lot by nature of the fact that the sounders are in first place and, and the timbers are in second place in in uh in the western conference so the match
1: actually does mean something for the results at the top of the conference however getting up for it's so tough man we need the blue chew of the green chew in this case of trying to find our way into being pumped for this sure. matchup that we've seen over and over again, and this time without Rui Diaz. Well, and and part of what makes like uh, I I mean I feel like even
2: in the last couple of matches you don't quite see against the Timbers specifically, like you don't quite see the same fire and um, and.
1: No, there's no and, fans. There's
2: no fans in the stadium, right. Exactly. And so that's what I'm saying is like, yes, I love to see these rivalry matches. Like it's it's fun, but it's not as fun as I, if I don't get to get drunk in the stands and go yell yeah. at Steve Clark after the match and try to get in a fight outside of a parking lot.
1: I've got an idea. What if we turn CenturyLink Field into a bubble and we could have 40,000 people live there full time for the next, I don't know, 12 to 18 months. And so that way every time Seattle needs to play boom, you've got a full pack stadium of people. You convert a couple bathrooms into showers, you let people in the locker rooms, you set up some pretty sweet Wi-Fi, people can remote work, you could even like put off moving to Spokane or whatever and be able to work from CenturyLink Field. Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> he's He's been on the locker room in the chat booth and on the pitch, and he
2: lives in the press box. It's Brandon from the internet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. Like, just imagine if we could have 40,000, that would be insane. I think, I don't think we need to imagine.
2: Boom. I I think we've seen what happens. Yeah, $14 beers is the new economy.
1: (laughs) Forget toilet paper, we're
2: buying $15 beers. Uh, The, uh, which we're going to need a lot of toilet paper for. I I feel like we've seen what happens when we put thousands of people into a stadium and that's the, what was it? The Metrodome after Hurricane Katrina. I don't think it goes exactly like the way that you want it to. <laughs>
1: Ours is open air.
2: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Then, then,
1: then we can wherever we want. <laughs> oh, downtown Seattle's all for that anyway.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> not, to take, it... not to take that dark or anything, but stadiums full of people living in them is not great. <laughs>
1: Alright, so 7:30 on Thursday night. Tomorrow night. It's Wednesday now at the time of recording. So 7:30, Thursday night. Your chance to see Seattle Sounders FC. Welcome. Port Fartland. Fartland Timbers FC. There we go. Uh, it's a battle for the top of the Western Conference with only four or five, depending on who you are, matches remaining in this season, or five or six. Something like that. Whatever. With only a few, a handful of matches remaining, your chance to see who goes to the top of the West, or if it remains um, the way it is with a draw. What do you actually think is going to happen, Brian? I'm curious to see if you think. What do you think? It's, it's weird. Like, the Sounders haven't been oh, able... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Take a look into your Crystal Pepsi <laughs> Obviously, ball. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. Okay, there I, you
2: go. Uh, the Crystal Pepsi is fizzy, and <laughs> and um and and kind of clouding my my view here but um in inside the crystal pepsi ball i see the sounders it's hard because timbers uh, always beat the sounders at home and sounders always beat them at home so but i i feel like jordan morris is going to put on some uh new who robo legs and and score a couple goals and sounders win to nothing
1: i'm going to say it's a draw 2-2 two, two, and it's going to be four starting left backs <laughs> All of them. We're playing all of them. Good. Let's put them all out there. Great. Great. <laughs> the two goals are going to come from the other side, obviously. Obviously. The, yeah. the weakness that's over there now. Right. It's just Christian Roldan, or just Alex Roldan by himself over there, like hey. <laughs>
2: it's, no! it's actually just Alex Roldan on Román Torres' shoulders <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a trench coat. <laughs> right.
2: He's <laughs> the world's tallest
1: doctor. <laughs> Imagine if you put Yamar on Torres' shoulders. Oh man.
2: That is that is terrifying and first mm-hmm. and and that is also I feel like um the next Megazord in a Power Rangers movie. <laughs> it's like the little alien inside of Roman Torres combining with the little alien inside Yamar. <laughs>
1: Okay wait, let's build this let's build this character. Okay, real quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got Robot Torres, hold on, it's going to be different. We got Robot Torres and Yamars in the legs, right, obviously, right. okay? Um and then who's the body? Who's the the black lion if you're talking about the right, the, uh, Voltron. the Megazord,
2: yeah. Uh yeah. uh
1: I, The heart the heart has to be Right now, Joao Paulo, right?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and you got to have the hair of uh, the hair because because this is our, a Sounders Megatron. I yeah, feel yeah. like you also have to have the hair of Joao Paulo. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait. I don't know how that's gonna work. We're gonna yeah. have to. No, no, no. You know whose hair's been looking fly right now? Alex Roldan, man. I oh, think he could yeah. be the. I think yeah. he he could be the head.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So Jordan, oh, man, Jordan Morris is the feet. Yeah, Jordan Morris is the... it's It actually just shapes out just like a soccer pitch would. Jordan Morris is the left arm. Okay, yeah, 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 great.
2: And then you've got Christian Roldan as the right arm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's the